This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag Life Goals. Once they were like, oh, you have hypothyroidism. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks for letting me know. Then they were like, oh, you also have Hashimoto's. I was like, okay, well, what's that? You know, I'm like, oh, I ate really bad today. Like, I ate ice cream. I ate McDonald's. And so the next day, I'm like, okay, let's course correct a little bit. Each week, we examine one of our life goals and figure out what steps we need to take to make them a reality. Why? Why can't you do this? Why? What is this? Why? I don't understand. Every diet, every every new vitamin, every weight loss technique. I've tried it all. So come join us. It's going to be fun. Hello, everybody. I'm Amy Covell. And I'm Chelsea Wingo. And welcome to Hashtag, hashtag Life Goals. This week, hashtag vegan. Yeah. Ma- mainly, mainly vegan. Right. We decided to do this topic because... We're always trying to kind of evaluate our health and wellness goals and like Mm -hmm. how we eat. Last week, we talked a lot about, you know, last week on hashtag zero waste, we talked all about how eating animals is one of the huge contributors to waste and Mm -hmm. to greenhouse gases and all of those things. So we thought we'd dive into this a little bit more. I'm not vegan, Chelsea. Are you? No, I'm not. I've definitely have friends that have talked about it a lot and sort of the conversation has gone back and forth and I've kind of thought in my mind, should I, shouldn't I? Unfortunately, like you, I do like my meat. I am trying to be better of not eating as much red meat as I used to, like switching more to chicken and the bird meat, the white meat. Right. (laughs) It's a proper terminology. Uh, I have a lot of friends who are vegetarian or vegan. I I mean, Kimmy was. Yeah, Kimmy is. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, And I can cook vegan. This is never something that I've really considered doing for myself before. Mm -hmm. So we thought we'd talk about how a vegan diet can really impact your health. Uh, a while back, um, if anybody has heard about the DNA results or the DNA kits that you get to find out your ancestry and like your weight and your health and all that fun stuff, I dabbled into this a while back where I did the 23andMe. So I kind of sent it in and got my results back, you know, found out where I was. I'm 100% European, woohoo. But amongst that... Don't be so angry <laughs> if you're so white. It's okay. Okay. Aside from that, Um, One of the things that I got to dive into a little bit was um, health and wellness. And um, one of the. So, did you do the the 23andMe that included the extra tests for the different chromosomes that. Yeah, yeah, that would have, yeah, basically would would show if you had higher risks for certain diseases or certain like problems that you might have. Congenital issues. Exactly. And one of them that had popped up was um, a risk for celiac disease, which is basically uh, if you consume too much gluten, it can do damage to your Right. It's a gluten intolerance. I have several friends who have celiac disease. Yeah. I mean, it it didn't confirm or deny. It says that there's a risk, but I have yet to check that with the official doctor. But that set a worry in me. It's just like if your mother had breast cancer, you run a much higher risk. So breast cancer, um, uterine cancer... Mm-hmm. ovarian cancer those all run on the female line yeah so if there's breast cancer on your father's side of the family it's not really a risk factor for you but if it's on the mother's side there's a risk factor yeah and then another risk that kind of came up recently that was a little bit scary is that more likely to develop diabetes type 2 right uh but that but again i tested that like i'm working out like three times a week you know i need to work on my diet a little bit but it's it was an increased risk so that was like 
So that's oh, exactly why shit. we're having conversations like this. <laughs> exactly. What other things can we do to change our diets mm-hmm. to help us reduce the risk of those kinds of things, reduce our waste, reduce our risk for disease. Yes. And uh, overall have a healthier um, working body. I right. mean, we, a long time ago, didn't have all this convenience, all this technology. We had to trek everything on foot in the hot blazing sun and basically kill for our food and just scavenge for scraps. And we made it through. So why can't we do it now? In a sense. That's very true. Hunter gatherer is what she's saying in short hunter gatherer. Yes. So I guess we should get into the research a little bit. Yes. Let's do the research. All right. So basically my research was from this article from Healthline from 2016. It was a very long one describing the vegan diet, a complete guide for beginners. So you can tell this is probably a very long one, but at least we'll give an intro of everything regarding right it gives us kind of a nice cross-section of everything all in one article yes exactly so they asked what is the vegan diet uh so the terminology that they first give is veganism defined as a way of living that attempts to exclude all forms of animal exploitation and cruelty whether for food clothing or any other purpose vegan diet is devoid of all animal products including meat eggs and dairy The reasons vary from person to person. People mainly choose for ethical, environmental, or health reasons, which definitely is a big factor in those regards. Right, right. And, you know, there is that little bit of a difference between eating vegan and full-on, you know, living vegan. Exactly. So living vegan means, you know, no leather, for example, whereas Mm -hmm. eating vegan is more focused on the not eating anything that is a product or byproduct of an animal. Exactly. And they give a general once again, glossary of types of vegan diet. It could be, there could be more, but this is what they provided. So I'll just go through it quickly. The whole food vegan diet, based on a wide variety of whole plants, like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds. Raw food vegan diet, which is based on raw fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, or plant foods cooked at temperatures below 118 Fahrenheit or 48 degrees Celsius. That's interesting. That means Mm -hmm. that if you're on a raw food diet, it means all the same things, um, but you're not cooking them, but they said under 118 degrees. So you can still like... Mm warm them up yeah like it's not like a nice little sizzle but not uh, yeah diet a little sizzle but not burn all the way through that you know you burn it to a crisp basically 80 slash 10 slash 10 this is a raw food diet that limits fat rich plants such as nuts and avocados and relies mainly on raw fruits and soft greens instead i believe the 80 10 10 is percentage wise of Uh, yeah how much yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's so interesting. <laughs> the starch solution, a low-fat, high-carb vegan diet like the 80-10-10, but focuses on cooked starches like potatoes, rice, and corn. <laughs> Amy's making the face. Well, that sounds like a recipe for gaining weight. Because it's just focusing on the starches and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. You see, this is where it gets a little confusing. Raw till four. A low-fat vegan diet inspired by the 80-10-10 and starch solution. Raw foods are consumed up until 4 p.m. with an option of cooked plant-based meals for dinner. 
Okay, why is this even like a specific <laughs> delineation? I, I why I, can't I, this just be? I like to eat my food raw for breakfast and lunch, but I cook dinner. Uh, yeah, no, this is reminding me of a uh, one of my guy friends. I don't know if he does it anymore, but he says that he did intermittent fasting, and basically yeah. what that is is that between a certain period, um, I think it's like morning to like maybe like noon or 1 p.m. you don't eat anything all you have is maybe some coffee water nothing that has like calories put in it and then afterwards there's a slot between like 12 to like maybe four or eight I, don't, I can't remember how long it is to eight okay I'm, I'm being told it's from 12 to eight that's when you can eat properly and eat the food that you need and then from eight going on to the next 12 p.m. the next day you don't eat anything else props to you for those that can do that next the thrive diet it is a raw food vegan diet. Followers eat plant-based whole foods that are raw or minimally cooked at low temperatures. Isn't that the same thing as it's like the 80 10 10? Yeah. See, yeah it's, it sounds it, like it's just a different name for exactly, it. Exactly. It's, it's blending all together. The junk food vegan diet. Oh, I have friends on this one. <laughs> it is a diet that is lacking in whole plant foods that relies heavily on mock meats and cheeses. Fries, vegan desserts, and other heavily processed vegan foods. Yes, it's called Oreos and Cheetos. <laughs> and you can claim that for this you, diet. You can, you can be vegan and never eat a plant. You really can. Interesting. <laughs> well, those are the diets. Um, progressing forward of describing how these diets could be beneficial to you. Vegan diets can help you lose weight. They say that vegans tend to be thinner and have a lower body mass index, or BMI for short. I don't know about vegans, but I do know that vegetarians tend to have quieter but smellier farts. <laughs> I thought that was going to go somewhere nice. but Well, <laughs> it's quieter because there's high fiber in their diet. Ah, yeah, um, yeah. And so because of the high beans in their diet, that's mm. where you get the smellier. Interesting. Yeah, they also did mention... So they're the, the kings of silent but deadly. <laughs> but yeah, in the article, they had said of how that the they didn't include the factors of how maybe their lifestyle was, like working out or kind of like all that stuff. Next, vegan diets, blood sugar, and type 2 diabetes. They say that adapting a diet can help uh, lower your blood sugar level and help with preventing type 2 diabetes from happening. Several studies show that vegans benefit from lower blood sugar levels, higher insulin sensitivity, and up to a 78% lower risk of developing type 2 diabetes than non-vegans. I wonder why that is, considering, mm. you know, fruits have a ton of sugar in them. So it's like, yeah. even if, you know, it's great when you cut out things like processed sugars and mm -hmm. soda, but if you eat way too much fruit, you're still going to have way too much sugar in your yeah. body. Even though it's natural sugar, it's still too much. It might be yeah. too sweet for the tongue. Yeah. And these diets apparently were better at uh, lowering the blood sugar levels than those diets that were in American Dietics Association, American Heart Association, and National Cholesterol Education Program. To be fair, all of those agencies are in the pocket of big food business. Yeah. So they are mm. going to recommend whatever gives them the most money to support all of their research. Back to um, when um, you know, we had Obama appointed uh -huh. as a president. One of the things that they discussed that they were going to do was to promote health and awareness with changing the way we eat in our diet. But what changed was that um, instead of like promoting like eating healthy and well, 
what happened is that they promoted a lot more of going, getting outside and, you know, getting your fitness. Correct. And uh, even though that's great. They tried to pick things, though, that they could control the narrative around better. Yeah. And then by also. There was no one lobbying to tell kids to stay indoors and not play outside. Yeah. And then the other thing is that if they went more down towards that path, I mean, I think this is your belief, what you think. It would be because um, it would run, it would, like you we were saying, it would affect the business of like the big fast foods and the big, um, you know, players in the food industry. Right. So they had to like change it a little bit. So that way you're still somewhat getting that same message in a way, but it's, it's yeah. like buried. And well, and they tried with the um, healthy lunch program for schools. Um, I can't remember what it's actually called but Mm -hmm. um and that's instituted in our schools here in los angeles but the problem is is the quality of the lunches is really terrible yeah so even though they're trying to provide healthier options because the quality is so bad Mm -hmm. because the funding is not really there and they're not picking things that are kid friendly yeah i mean it's hard enough to get kids to eat their greens at home at the dinner table good luck trying to get it to happen during school it was just it wasn't well executed no. Great idea, not well executed. Exactly. Next section, vegan diets and heart health. Observational studies report that vegans may have up to a 75% lower risk of developing high blood pressure and 42% lower risk of dying from heart disease. That makes complete sense. Because mm-hmm. we all know that animal fats and red meats are going to raise your risk of heart disease and heart attacks because the fats can clog your arteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you don't have a balanced diet, if you have a diet that's too heavy in red meats or animal fats, you're, you're putting too much stress on your heart. Yeah. Here are other health benefits for vegan diets, as this article claims. Cancer risk. Uh, vegans may benefit from a 15% lower risk of developing or dying from cancer. Well, I would assume so. I mean, if they're upping their intake of Mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables, those naturally fight against cancers. Did you know that the brighter the pepper, the more cancer-fighting antioxidants it has? Arthritis. Vegan diets seem particularly effective at reducing symptoms of arthritis, such as pain, joint swelling, and morning stiffness. This kind of hits home because my mother ended up developing arthritis Mm -hmm. and she already was eating a relatively well and healthy diet. What she ended up doing a lot more was be more active. So she started doing Bikram yoga and now she's, um, she does rowing. That is the new activity she's found. Oh, that's great. Yeah. She's, uh, she's part of a rowing team actually back at home in Connecticut and she's been to competitions for rowing. So she's just become a powerhouse woman and with rowing has become her thing. And she hasn't had arthritis for a very, very long time. It's one of those things that's kind of counterintuitive. If you have pain, yes, you rest anytime your body tells you you need to rest. But the thing is, is if you have chronic pain, sometimes becoming more active will Mm -hmm. help you heal faster than, you know, not being active. Exactly. When I started boxing, one of the big pains I started noticing was around my knees and my joints. And I didn't want to give it up, but for some reason it was just really painful. So then I had to adapt to a lot more stretches or a lot more um, other things that I could do during the day to kind of help alleviate that. And now I barely have any of it whenever I go boxing. So yeah. Hey, I pinched a nerve in my sciatic and I was doing that everyday dance challenge. (laughs) That's right. And and it slowly worked itself out. (laughs) Kidney function. Diabetics who substitute meat for plant protein may reduce their risk of poor kidney function or failure. Alzheimer's disease. 
Observational studies show that aspects of the vegan diet may help reduce risk of developing this disease. That's really interesting. That's very, is it? Is we it, know so little about Alzheimer's. And so yeah. because it's any of those diseases that take place in the brain, they're so much harder to really pinpoint what causes them and what treatments are the most effective. So anytime you get any sort of study that says that something will help or mm -hmm. will reduce the effects... You got to just go for it yeah. because the brain is such a mystery. Yeah. A trial and error process um, that will hopefully lead to better results. Next section, risks and how to minimize them. Studies show that vegans at higher risk of having inadequate blood levels of vitamin B12, vitamin D, long chain, omega-3s, iodine, iron, calcium, and zinc. Not getting enough of these nutrients may pose a risk to those with increased requirements, a.k.a. women that are pregnant, breastfeeding, and children. So those are some nutrients to keep in mind in kind of your That's daily true. diet. It's true. It's a pretty small risk, and there are mm -hmm. a lot of ways to get all of those same nutrients. I mean, of course, you could take a multivitamin, but it's always mm -hmm. better to get it from the food you eat. Yeah. So sometimes um, I've heard that for vegetarian or vegan diets, the trick is really figuring out. So there are certain combinations of like eating this food with this food. The combination of the two foods together helps you to absorb more of said nutrient versus then eating them singularly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's one of those things you kind of have to work out for yourself through research and figuring out what works best for your eating habits. Yeah. One way to minimize likelihood of deficiency is to limit the amount of processed vegan foods you consume and opt for nutrient-rich plant foods instead. Of course. Eating something fresh is always better than eating something that's been processed and packaged. Yeah. That's what and I try to do. Like during the day, I have more fruits and vegetables and have right. that as like my lunch slash snack. Because anytime a food item is processed, it loses a lot of its nutritional value. And the more times it's processed, the more nutrients it loses. Mm -hmm. So like when you cut up a vegetable, it loses a tiny bit of its nutrients. When you cook the vegetable, it loses a tiny bit of its nutrients. Mm -hmm. But then if you're processing that in a plant and you're smashing it, you're grinding it, you're pureeing it, and then packaging it into something else, by that point, you've really kind of negated a lot of its nutritional value. Oh, this is an interesting one. Use of iron casts pots and pans for cooking, avoiding tea or coffee with meals, and combining iron-rich foods with a source of vitamin C can further boost iron absorption. So that's what I was talking mm. about. It's the combination of the things you eat together that will really change how your body will absorb those nutrients. Addition of seaweed or iodized salt to the diet can help vegans reach their recommended daily intake of iodine. Well, that seems like an easy solution. Yeah, no, this seems, this is definitely seems fairly reasonable. So you don't always need your pink Himalayan rock salt. It's okay to get like the Morton's iodized salt. Omega-3 containing foods, especially those high in alpha-leonic acid, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, can help the body produce longer chain omega-3 such as erosafentionic acid and doc Cosahedeux acid. <laughs> I know that one's a real mouthful. I yeah. remember learning about this in nutrition class in college yeah. and it's really about, you know, meat eaters. We tend to get our omega threes 
um, and our fatty acids essentially from things like fish. Mm -hmm. So when you're a vegetarian or a vegan, you have to get it from other sources. And so you have to focus on things that are high in ALA because those are going to be what creates the longer omega chains. And then the last thing they talk about is supplements to consider to incorporate in your diet. Vitamin B12, vitamin D, EPA or DHA, iron, iodine, calcium, and zinc. Okay, whew, so hopefully that is a good intro to the whole vegan-esque diet thing. Sorry, I'm still, my, my mind's wrapping around all the terminology and all the words and things like that. So I'm just trying right, to- It can be a really better. complicated subject. I mean, mm. people are starting to have a better understanding of the difference between vegetarian and vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you most commonly hear is people are like, oh, well, how is a vegetarian supposed to get enough protein? There are ways, but you do have to educate yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to know what each of these fruits and vegetables, what nutrients it provides. Mm -hmm, definitely. My thing, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but for me, one thing I love having in the morning is eggs. I love having eggs for breakfast. It is really one of the things that helps me feel full, feel ready, and really go through my day without, you know, too much trouble. Mm -hmm. So giving up eggs along with milk and props, probably my meats would be the top three things that I would have the hardest giving up on. So, so everything, it's, it's not everything, but it <laughs> is a kind of named the three top categories. Yes. I meat, do. dairy and eggs. Yes. Well, luckily we have a guest to give us some pointers on different ways we can adjust our diet, whether or not we're ready to take the plunge exactly. into living a vegan diet. Well, I would love to introduce our guest who is also one of my really, really good friends from our I want to say like over a decade, I would say her name is Avery Schlereth. Say hi, Avery. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, very excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for saying yes and like fitting this in your schedule because I know that you're a busy girl. So excited to be here. Aww. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> All right. So a little bit of context. Avery and I actually know each other for, as I said, like about almost 10 years ago. Our dads worked in the same industry and we met through a bunch of events through that. And we've just, we've somehow stayed in touch over the years and ended up being in LA at the same time. We've hung out a lot. We've worked on a couple of things here and there but yeah no she's um she's a badass lady and <laughs> she is very very um her business and what she does is very a lot related to health and wellness do you want to talk is. a little bit about who you are and what you do okay so I'm Avery and um I moved out to LA I think oh, it's almost eight years ago. I'm getting gray hair. I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Says the young spring chicken. Yes, that no. are on my yeah. I just, He's the youngest here. I just turned 26. I'm happy feel, birthday. Thank happy you. birthday to you. Um, so I moved out here for modeling eight years ago. And when I got out here, I already had my agent. Like it was great, whatever. Mm hmm. And then about like six months in, like into being out here and like doing the whole modeling auditioning thing, I started gaining all this weight and I was like, what's going on? Like, I'm not eating anything. I'm like working out a bunch. I don't know what's going on. I was depressed. I was like crying for no reason. I wasn't going out at all. Like mm. what you're supposed to be doing when you first get to LA, like going out with all your friends, right? Right. right. <laughs> so It'd be I, one like, thing if you knew like, well, I stay at home, I smoke pot and I eat takeout every day. Right. But no, that's that not wasn't her. what was happening. No, it wasn't at all. So 
I was like, I don't know what's going on. So like I went to all these doctors out here, just spent globs of money, just like trying to figure out what was wrong. They were just like, go on this cleanse and do this cleanse and try this cleanse. It's LA. So they think it's all diet. Right. They think it's all a cleanse. So I tried every cleanse in the book. Nothing was working. I was mm-hmm. still chubby. I was still depressed. I was still crying. Oh, I know I'm laughing now, and I, but I shouldn't. Oh, no, it's, sorry. it's funny it's now. It's funny now, but yeah. definitely back at the time. It's just yeah. awful. Mm-hmm. So then my parents were like, okay, you need to come home. Like, we need to figure this out. I need to get a handle on it. So, oh, but first a doctor out here, like, took my blood for, like, the first time after months of all these cleanses. <laughs> and they were like, oh, you actually have hypothyroidism. And I was like, oh, like, Okay, what's that? So they told me they were like, "Oh, it's um, it's this like little butterfly-shaped thing in your throat. It controls your metabolism and your mood and your hormones and everything in your body, basically, for a woman. Like, Ugh. controls like, your whole existence." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, no wonder I've been crying." And right, it's like being on PMS all the time, all the time, and. And also, like, I grew up, like, modeling and being in front of a camera and stuff. So you could imagine, like, how I felt just being over... I've never been, like, overweight in my life. Mm -hmm. So, like, all of a sudden gaining all this weight and just being, like, so heavy for me was, like... I was just, like, I don't... You don't know who you are anymore. Why is this happening to me? your entire identity that you've grown into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then once they were, like, oh, you have hypothyroidism, I was, like, okay, cool thanks for letting me know then they were like oh you also have Hashimoto's I was like okay well what's that they were like it's the autoimmune it works against your thyroid I was like sick (laughs) so So you had a double-edged sword having two diseases basically kind of in your system right so thrown at me at one time so I was like okay so I tell my parents about it and they're like okay we need to like fly you back to Denver where I'm from to like get a doctor here get a handle on it here so Mm -hmm. I'm not just spending all this money in LA so I do that. I'm like traveling back and forth to this doctor, but they're like, hey, your metabolism doesn't work the same anymore. So you need to mm. cut out the best thing for you if you want to lose weight is cut out gluten, cut out dairy and start with that. I was like, OK. And then I had to get on a medication. Long story short, <laughs> I get on a medication. I was on all these other medications that were apparently toxic for me that a doctor put me on here in L.A. Oh, no. Yeah, my do- my endocrinologist, which is a thyroid doctor, was like, why are you on all these medications? These are toxic for your body. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a nightmare. And <laughs> you're like, because uh, the doctor told me to. Isn't right. that Isn't who I'm supposed to go to? They're the expert. Exactly. So I got on one medication. I cut out gluten, cut out dairy right off the bat. And then, oh no, actually, I cut out gluten first right off the bat. I lost like 13 pounds in the first month without even trying just because of the medication and just because of like cutting out gluten. And then as time has gone on, I am like, I could, I could lose more weight. I know I could, I don't, I can't just like plateau here. And honestly, I've like, it's taken me six years to figure out this disease and what works with it and what doesn't. I'm like, I've tried, I've tried every single cleanse. I've tried every diet. I've tried being vegan. I've, you know, I've tried everything. Um, so then I eventually cut out dairy, lost a little more weight. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to cut out grains. Cause everyone's like, oh, have quinoa or have some brown rice. It's good to have good carbs. Not with a thyroid problem. It doesn't work. Mm. So cut out grains that worked. But since we are on the topic of being vegan, Mm -hmm. I tried to go vegan for like two months and I got fat. 
I like really yes and everyone and you guys were just saying like oh people that are vegetarian or like vegan they tend to lose more weight Mm -hmm. I got fatter <laughs> well, I mean, the, 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 the other thing is that probably most of these people don't have right. hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's well, and, and that's that kind of thing. thing. It's like not I, every diet is for everyone. That is true. Each person he ha- needs to have a unique thing that works for them. And you had to figure out for like six years, as you said, to figure out what works for you specifically. Right. And that's why, like, I tell people now because of my Instagram and stuff, I've kind of made like a platform for myself to talk about hypothyroidism and what's worked for me and what hasn't. Cause I want to help as many people as I can. Cause it's, I got diagnosed when I was 19, which is super young. Mm-hmm. Right. So like people are asking all from all over the place. Cause people are getting diagnosed younger and younger, oh. but there's more awareness around hyperthyroidism. I hadn't heard of it until I was in college. And yeah. then since then I have heard of it more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. It used to be like an old women's disease. Like <laughs> you wouldn't get it until you were older. Mm-hmm. But now, like, everybody's getting it. Like, when I got diagnosed at 19, my mom was like, what? That's what she has? <laughs> she oh, was wow. like, you're not supposed to get that until you're, like, old. Well, it's like I have a wow. friend who has arthritis in her knees, and she's had arthritis in her knees since she was, like, 16. Oh, geez. And we all think of that as, again, an old person's disease. Yeah, but no, anybody can get anything at any age. Right, it's right. Just, We're just gotta scary. Be in our food. And, well, yeah. <laughs> and, or just our ability to recognize it. Because if you're not looking for it, you're going to miss a lot of things. And we've yeah. gotten more and more advanced at being able to recognize the signs of these different diseases or um, or and more aggressive at treating them if we think it's a possibility. Yeah, when I went vegan for the two months, I was just getting bigger, but I didn't even mm-hmm. take into consideration that I had... Well, I did, but I think that there's this like weird mind game that I play with myself. I'm like, oh, they lost a bunch of weight being vegan. I can too, and all I uh-huh. can think about is losing weight because it's it's so messed up but all i can think about is losing weight because like having this disease i literally could like look at a loaf of bread and gain weight you know like it's that (laughs) easy for me it's like so easy yeah it's like getting back to um you trying vegan for two months and you ended up gaining more weight because you were so focused on being vegan and trying to be like everybody else you forgot that this is something in your body these are the things that you have and we're like push it off push it off push it off until finally well i'm sure one day it it slapped you in the face you're like oh shit okay this this doesn't work for my body right it might work for other people but not for me what i realized with being vegan it's way too carby for someone with hypothyroidism like it's all veggies and like if you and it's like beans and those are all carbs right people Mm -hmm. don't think about it they think fruits and veggies and but those include carbs in them just like i was mentioning before fruits includes a lot of sugar and carbs because sugar becomes carbs Mm -hmm. or carbs become sugar and a lot of like the vegan substitutes and crackers or like the veggie patties are all carbs and so Mm. i was gaining weight from basically eating all cars (laughs) and I wasn't getting and also what you guys were saying earlier um how people when they're vegan and stuff they lack like iron and zinc Mm -hmm. those two things are the main things that help your thyroid like run better really we're like people with thyroid problems are super deficient in those so that's why Mm. like and I was deficient in those vitamins we get a lot of that from like meat and salt yeah meat and salt yeah well I know when 
I was at my coming of age, you know, time that <laughs> every month my mom would make sure I was taking iron supplements. She would make sure that I was eating more yogurt because mm-hmm. those are things that help that deficiency that co- that is caused by us losing blood, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think people aren't as aware of how much they need iron. Yeah. yeah. I think that the, one of the things that's kind of mind boggling but fascinating at the same time is um, of there's so many different nutritionists and trainers and they have their own specific methods and needs and kind of the ways that this will help you lose weight. This will help you be healthier. But it's well, a lot more nuanced than that. It's exactly. different for every person. It's different for every person. I remember um, one of my um, yoga teachers that I go to, she was talking about how a lot of the nutritionists will preach about, oh, you eating beforehand and things like that. And what she was talking about, how it's actually better to not really eat anything before you actually go work out because when you eat that and you go work out you're not really losing anything you're basically kind of resetting and kind of like backtracking if you just work out beforehand then you have like a goal of what you've already lost and then kind of like progress forward and all these other different facts about how they they uh, preach all these certain ways it's just you don't know what's the truth well it's really hard that's the other thing is because i've tried like every single cleanse in the book i've tried Every diet, every every new vitamin, every mm-hmm. weight loss technique. I've tried it all. And what I've realized is like people are going to tell you intermittent fast, be vegan, eat more carbs, eat less carbs, eat more fat, eat less fat. This causes cancer. No, this causes <laughs> cancer. It's like you're your own best doctor is what I figured out. Mm-hmm. You know what feels best for your body. So mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Right. Find you, what works for you. And like just don't don't be dumb. You know that like having protein fat and a veggie is going to be good for you. Like just don't eat a bunch of processed stuff and Mm -hmm. sugars and carbs. Like don't, you know, you're not going to lose weight on the McDonald's diet. Right. No, exactly. Everyone's supersized me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You watch it in health class. It's scary. Right. Cause that's all he ate. And that one was like an extreme case too, because he was someone who was, I think, vegetarian or vegan at the start of it. So for him, it was such a difference for his body. His body really couldn't handle it. Now, a lot of everyday citizens, they probably could handle it better than he did, but it's still, it's not the ideal. Mm-hmm. Everything in moderation. That's what I grew up learning. Yeah. Everything yeah. in moderation. Yeah, right. exactly. So you've talked a little bit about how you've cut out dairy and you've cut out a grain. What is, what has worked for you specifically regarding what you put in your body and what your diet is? Like what is kind of like your day-to-day routine regarding eating and health? This last year, I've really figured out what works with this disease and just for my body Mm -hmm. what I figured out that works for me is first of all just like you gotta cut a lot of calories out with a thyroid problem Mm -hmm. you just really gotta watch what you eat I don't eat gluten I don't eat dairy I don't eat grains I don't eat sugars I don't even eat fruit I don't remember the last time I had a piece of fruit wow Mm. yeah and I intermittent fast as well. So okay. I don't start. Yeah. So I'll work out in the morning. Oh, and I like weight train. Oh yeah. Your workouts are intense. You see the post on the Instagram, check out her Instagram at Avery, at Avery Schlerth, right? Yeah. No, her, her workouts are intense. You really go hard. Yeah. I will. That's the only, that's the only way my body will change. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like I said, look at a loaf of bread. I'll gain weight. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I intermittent fast, I'll work out, I do really intense workouts in the mornings and then, um, I'll eat lunch at noon and maybe have a snack and then I'll finish eating by eight 
and I stop eating for the rest of the time. They have mm. recommended that for years. Don't eat after 8 p.m. They have, And the yeah. reason for that is, is that you're not awake that much longer into the night. You should be going to bed within the next couple hours. So you're not giving your body any chance to work off those calories. Mm-hmm. They they just are going to get turned into fat. Yeah, right? I've your heard of that. Your body's going to go into conservation mode. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I often, my last meal is at like 10 o'clock, and it's been that way for years because when I was a retail manager, when I closed, I'm not going to be home till after 10 mm-hmm. and I'm someone who needs to eat every couple of hours. So if my lunch break was at five, yeah. I have to eat again, mm-hmm. but yeah. I know that. And so after I eat dinner, I stay up. I make sure that I am being active or I make sure not to have something super heavy, mm-hmm. you know, because I know that that's not something that's going to work for me stopping eating after eight o'clock. Yeah. 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 One of the things that um, I feel like I struggle with a little bit that maybe you have some uh, have some helpful tips on is that um, sometimes um, when like I'm trying to be a little bit more healthier, switching my diet around, um, there'll be times when I notice my body. Um, I go into like what I like to call hunger mode where I feel like the pains of like I want to eat some food, but I can't. And then um, sometimes it will go away for after I, for a very long time, if it happens, it will go away. And then when I eat again, it just was like whoosh, shock to the body. Mm-hmm. But then there's also times when I feed that and I'm still hungry. I'm still wanting more food, even though I shouldn't. So it's just like, what is my body fluctuation? Me? Yeah, it's having a big fluctuation. So I notice that a lot when I try to change my diet a little bit or change certain aspects here and there. After a while, after like maybe a couple days of, or maybe even like a week or so bearing through the pain, my body will adapt to it. Is it just your body going into shock for all that? Or like, do you have any idea of so what it could be? So your body will eventually adapt. It's just like how people, when they lose weight and they're eating like smaller portions, mm-hmm. your stomach's going to shrink. So right. you're not going to be as hungry. Right. It's the same thing. Like if you're changing up your diet, your body's eventually going to adapt and there's going to be hunger pains. Mm-hmm. But like when I started intermittent fasting, I was like, shit i am so hungry yeah yeah no <laughs> how I, am, I was like how am i gonna make it till noon yeah no that's I tried exactly to do, what i feel i tried to do like what is i think the long beach diet once when i was in high school long beach and, diet yeah what? it's just the juice that you I, drink yeah. for three days and you pretty much weren't supposed to eat on this diet oh, and i still cheated i ate at least once a day. Cause I was like, I can't do that. But even then, like my friends around me were like, Amy, you need to eat. They're like, please just eat this piece of chocolate, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so everybody's body works differently. I have a pretty fast metabolism. So I You're find one of the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. And lucky my mom you. was the same way. She didn't really start gaining weight until after I was born. Mm-hmm. Not even after she had her first kid. It was really after I was born. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and I didn't start gaining weight until like my mid twenties really. Mm. And it's been kind of slow and very much more of an age thing. Like my metabolism really isn't that changing. It's just what I eat needs to slightly change because of the way my body is holding onto it. So I have to eat, you know, about five times a day. So I eat smaller portions, but I eat all day long. And I have found that if I delay my first meal, you know, several hours after I wake up Mm. that then I can make it longer until my next meal. Yeah, that's what I do with boxing. I don't really eat until after boxing. Right. It's not until like 10 a.m. So I'm not a big breakfast person because of it. Because if I were, say when I was working in retail, if Mm -hmm. I had breakfast before I got to the store, Mm -hmm. I would be there maybe an hour and Mm -hmm. I would be starving. Mm -hmm. And my lunch is four hours away. 
Yeah. I I couldn't yeah. do it. The yeah. other thing is we forget to drink water. Yes, oh, yeah. that is and a big factor. And that's a huge thing is like when I get really hungry after like just eating two hours prior, I'm like, I haven't had any liquids. And that's why your your mind's just like you're starving, but really you're probably just really thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to you got to drink more liquids and keep you fuller longer. Yeah. Makes I, you go to the bathroom more often, but overall well, beneficial for your health because your body's made out of 70% of water, right? Right. And they've always said you need to drink, I think it's like eight, eight ounce glasses of water at minimum a day. It's like a good guideline, but depending on like losing weight and things like that, you will probably have to like drink more or maybe you might have to drink a little less. It really, again, depends on your body and what you need. Though yeah. the eight ounces, eight ounces of eight glasses per day is a good guideline. Yeah. So, I mean, changing up your diet and having hunger pains and stuff slowly but surely your body's going to get acclimated and mm -hmm. it's it'll figure it out also it's like a huge mind game too like people will reach out to me on instagram all the time and be like how do you how do you not eat this or how do you not eat that and like how, how are you staying on your diet and i'm like you just gotta like you have to really want it too you have to really want I, the change you yeah and also I was so annoyed with like how overweight for me I was that I was like I'm willing to cut out anything and it's not going to bother me because like I want to look good and I want to feel good right whereas in my diet um because I don't act anymore <laughs> I don't have to worry about what I weigh yeah. and so I quit caring um I of course have made adjustments to my diet so I can be happy with myself but I definitely weigh like I know I could lose weight if I cut out soda I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care enough. I'm happy enough with what I weigh that mm -hmm. I can keep soda. Yeah. <laughs> but I used to cut out bread mm -hmm. so that way I could still have beer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like the other thing that I don't think a lot of people would take into account that, yes, alcohol is kind of part of our It's a routine. carb and a sugar. It is, and it that's contributes why, a lot. Oh, when you, when you quit drinking, all yeah. you want is sugar. Yeah, no, it's no, true. That's, you get yeah. so... You gain so much weight those first three months because you're just like, I ate so much ice cream. That could explain why I have sugar cravings now because um, every once in a while I'll have a drink every once in a while. And mm -hmm. I think like the last week because my brother and his friends were celebrating Game of Thrones by watching like nonstop throughout. There was extra beer in the fridge. So I was able to have like one or so like throughout like maybe the week. So there are times, but I mostly only drink for like social occasions, but I don't really drink. So there are times right, so when it I'm has just, like, an effect on you. Yeah. Sometimes you notice them, whether it be the hangover or just really thirsty the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't really notice it when the next day you're like, God, why am I craving chocolate? Yeah. Ugh, something why do sugary. I want fudge. Yeah, yeah, no. I was like, I was starting to go for like my grapes and I was going for like the other fruits. And it was just like, because it was all I had in the house. I was like, this yeah. still doesn't satisfy. Like, exactly. what is this? Actually, uh, regarding alcohol, Avery, do you mind me asking what your relationship is with alcohol? Or is there any relationship at all? Uh, yeah, there is. So I probably shouldn't drink at all with a thyroid problem. It's not, it's, it doesn't mess with it as much as like, it could make you gain weight if you're doing it, if you're drinking a lot. Mm -hmm. I try to keep my drinking to a minimum. I like, I don't drink during the week. I'm not going to have wine during the week. Like when other people can, because yeah. I get way more tired than everybody else. Mm -hmm. again because my body can't metabolize as fast as everybody else's so when I do drink I try to just have tequilas with water and a lemon no with soda water. yeah or like soda water okay just like plain water I'm like no I do yeah. it with plain water too sometimes oh, okay I, sometimes, okay <laughs> sometimes I don't want the bubbles it depends oh, no that, that, that's true I don't I don't like carbonated water yeah <laughs> yeah so if I go out I'll have 
tequila, like out with my friends. I'll just have like tequila water with a lemon. Um, and then I, I love wine. I love rosé. I love a white wine. I love a red wine. But mm -hmm. if I do have wine, it's like one or two glasses switch to tequila if you're going out and if you're like, and if you're like you're with, you're with friends at home I'll you know I'll have a little bit of wine it's not going to kill me because you've mm -hmm. learned how your body metabolizes those right. different types of liquor right mm -hmm. yeah and I don't have beer I don't remember the last time I had beer when I was beer's extra high in carbs yeah and it's yeah. gluten yeah and so it's gluten can't have it <laughs> for me I was I was a beer and a whiskey drinker so the whiskey's where all that sugar is it whiskey mm. it they have a bunch of it's like a it's sneaky it's super sneaky it doesn't taste sugary at all <laughs> no but it is so sugary yeah <laughs> it is but yeah no exactly so you told us a lot about what you cut out of your diet and you mentioned you know you'll eat lunch and then you don't eat you know and then you'll eat again a snack later and stop eating after eight can you give us an example of what your meals typically look like like what do you tend to cook for yourself my meals usually have like a cup of veggies, four to six ounces of meat, a fat. So it, it'll it be like either steamed cauliflower or like collard greens or kale. Love cauliflower. With, yeah, with a piece of chicken, maybe some ground turkey, a piece of fish, and like half an avocado. Or, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or like olive oil, you know, a, just a good fat. Yeah, because that's where you're going to get some of your omega-3s from, too. Avocados are right. high in that. Yeah. I eat basically keto diet, like where I eat high fats, high protein, really low carb. So, like, for snacks, I'll have maybe, like, salami or pepperoni and then our macadamia nuts, handful of almonds, just or nut butter, something like that. And then I'll have the same thing for dinner, just a veggie, a fat, and a protein. Okay. okay. It's super boring, but it keeps me where I want to be. See, I started changing my diet in my late 20s. Um, I was in my early 20s. All of a sudden, they say your taste buds change every seven years. Yeah. So when they, yeah. So when they changed for me in my early 20s, all of a sudden, I loved vegetables. So that was great. I like <laughs> lost my sweet tooth and I loved vegetables. Like that was an easy kind of change in my diet. But then when I noticed I was gaining weight in my late 20s, it was actually, it was in a play with Leota. Oh, okay. And usually when I'm in a theater production, I lose 10 to 15 pounds without even trying because I'm just, I'm running around, I'm not eating regularly, I'm high energy, but I was doing this show and I gained 15 pounds and I was the only character that didn't eat in any of the scenes. So I was like, I'm not even like, I don't even have the excuse of I have to eat cake and, and you know, every night in this scene. I was like, why, why am I gaining weight? So I got my mom's Weight Watcher book from her and I said, all right, I'm going to count my Weight Watcher points for a week and figure mm -hmm. out where it's going. Yeah. That was when I figured out that out of the 29 available points to me, I was eating 16 points in bread without <sighs> even including what was on the bread. Ooh. So I'm like, okay, bread's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love sandwiches. They're my favorite food. Oh. <laughs> so I cut out bread from breakfast and dinner so I could keep bread for sandwiches throughout the day. That started me changing. I was like, okay, that's not going to be enough all by itself. Mm -hmm. And so between my diet and just finances at the time, you know, meat can be really expensive. I didn't mind eating some vegetarian meals a few nights a week, but my boyfriend wouldn't. He barely liked vegetables. I, I slowly got him into more and more vegetables, but <laughs> I was never going to get meat off of his plate. Mm -hmm. So what we did is I started minimizing the portions. 
mm-hmm. smaller and smaller portions. And then I increased the size of the vegetable portions. And um, I made smaller sizes of the grain portions for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like now that I am not with that same guy, I almost never eat mashed potatoes. There we mm. go. Where we ate them all the time when I was with him. Yeah. You know, and I sometimes I'll do two different si- veggie sides instead of doing a grain at all. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Just like slowly but surely cut things out that don't right. benefit you. Or just like at least like minimize them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A little can go a long way. Oh, this is interesting to ask. So obviously you have me as your friend mm-hmm. and you have a bunch of other lovely friends that you have as well. But I'm pretty sure there's the repeated habit or event that will happen when you go out and you meet new people or you go to an event and you come across the situation of the eating and the drinking. People are like, what? Why can't you do this? What was this? Why? I don't understand. How is that for you? And as well, have you been able to find like a good support network or group that kind of helps you along with that? Cause it, it can get frustrating. I would imagine. Yeah, it can get frustrating. Um, When I first started going through everything, I was living with my cousin Mm -hmm. and I would slowly start to cut things out. And then she was actually great. She would stop eating those things with me and like, yeah. And just like go on whatever diet that I had to go on because we were living together and we were like eating our meals together and she thought it would, you know, would just be easier for me, which it was. Um, but then actually there was, there's been times where I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to try, I'm going to try this kind of diet or I'm going to try this kind of diet. And she'd be like, wait, what, why you just switched your diet like a month ago. I'm like, I just have to see if this works. (laughs) (laughs) But then when I would like go out with like different friends and stuff, it was hard at first when everyone could go out and have a piece of like a slice of pizza together and you can't, Mm -hmm. you need to like eat before you leave because you can't eat that. Right. But over time, I've just, like, I bring my meals with me everywhere. They're always, like, I have a meal in my car, whether it's for dinner or for lunch or whatever. I'll, mm-hmm. like, make sure I plan everything out. Or if I'm going to a new restaurant with people, I'll look up the menu to make sure there's stuff on there that I can eat. Mm-hmm. Living in L.A., luckily, it's, like, super easy to eat healthy everywhere because they've, like, that's what this town's about. Everyone has the new best the veggies. New fad. Yeah. The new thing that'll help you get skinny. Exactly. So yeah, (laughs) but at first, like first getting diagnosed, it was super hard because I was like, I just want to eat pizza and like have Mm -hmm. a beer with my friends. Like, right. But you can't anymore. But it got easier over time because I was like, I just look and feel better when I don't do those things. So I'm just not going to. (laughs) So from the time that you spent trying to be vegan, what were some of the best takeaways from it? Like what things did you discover while you were eating vegan that you still incorporate into your diet now? I didn't like any part of it. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, like if we have the wrong hashtag for this episode. No, you know, it's okay. The thing That's okay. Is, we're here to learn. Exactly. The thing is, is I felt like something was missing every single meal, which made me just eat more. Like, For a whole meal, I would have a full bowl of baked broccoli with like sauce because I didn't know what else to put on it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really like eating beans that much because beans gave me a stomach ache. Mm -hmm. So I would just be eating like a full bowl of broccoli. I remember I lived with a roommate once who was a vegetarian and um, she would cook pad thai a lot, you know, but every time I saw her in the kitchen cooking, she was always cooking a meat substitute. And so yeah. I was like, I don't understand. Yeah. I'm like, you obviously like the taste of meat. 
why not just eat meat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think the meat substitutes are great when you've got that one dish that it really isn't the same unless you have sausages in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But overall, most of the meat substitutes are made with soy, which yeah. is but terrible for you. Soy is horrible for you. Yeah. It's, and it's essentially empty calories. It's yeah, no, it there's is. almost no nutritional value in soy. Yeah. And that's why we have so many people who are now showing up with a soy intolerance because there's soy in all of our processed foods. And then now there's soy in all of our like vegetarian replacement options. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, in a way, this might sound, I don't want to say twisted, but it could be in a way from that experience, a takeaway to have you realize, oh, I'm missing something and what I need for my meal. So even though maybe going vegan wasn't the best experience for you, you were able to understand and learn, oh, I actually need this for my meal. I need this for my body. I don't need this. Well, and I'm Um, sure like a regular person without a thyroid problem could be vegan and be totally great. I'm sure they would thrive. mm -hmm. It just wasn't great for me. My body just works better. What I've noticed is on more protein. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can get protein from broccoli, but how much protein are you really getting? One gram? Like right, you have to eat a lot more. Whereas like a four ounce piece of meat, you can gain twenty grams or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it's a big an imbalance. And there's like certain vitamins in meats that. I I think I don't know if it's for I think a lot of people need it, but especially someone with a thyroid problem really needs those vitamins. Right, right. We're and you would have had to find anyway. them, and you would have to find them somewhere else. Something that wasn't as um, easily recognizable as having that vitamin. So you'd have to really work hard at making sure you got that into your diet. Right. Yeah. yeah. So in a way, in a sense, maybe each person has a specific diet or thing that works for them. But in general, kind of like encompassing, you do need a little bit of like, you need a little bit of the meat, you need a little bit of the carbs, you need a little bit of everything. back to the pyramid? Yeah, like, the actual when did they get pyramid, rid of the pyramid we learned pyramid. in school. Because like, that still makes sense to me. Yeah, or maybe, if you think about exactly. like the caveman diet, it's like cavemen had to go and like find, like kill animals to yeah. eat. They were <laughs> ripped. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I, so I think I talked about this either last episode, so I can't remember, but gorillas, they're beefy, beefy animals, but their diet is mainly just plants. Yeah. Their diet is plants. See, and they're everybody's that different. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> different. You're your own best doctor. <laughs> the gorillas know what's best for them. Exactly. I, and you know, for me, I, it comes back into everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like the food pyramid was great for it, even though they de- debunked that, I don't know, like 10 years ago. Right. But yeah. In my opinion, it was pretty great because like the things like meat and fats, which in excess can be bad for things like your heart, that you still need them. So those were near the top of the pyramid because you needed less of them. And the things at the bottom of the pyramid that you needed more of were like your fruits and your vegetables. Right. Okay. This might sound a little mean segueing into this, but the diets, all the different types of diets, the name of the diets, the restrictions of the diets, the rules of the diets. How do you feel about like... I, it's definitely not millions, but there's a ton of different diets in even the vegan spectrum or even like the health and wellness spectrum that is recommended. What are your thoughts and feelings regarding all of this? And are there some that you think work? Are there some you think don't work? Or is it just, again, knowing what works best for your body? I think taking, I've taken a little bit from a lot of different diets because mm-hmm. I have tried all of them. Um, <laughs> And I've just figured out what works best for my body and what I feel best doing Mm -hmm. and how I've looked my best, whatever I'm putting in my body and what's made me, I don't want to make it all about being thin, but like, yeah, 
I know that my body's working correctly when I'm like getting thinner because of my thyroid. I just, like I said, you're your own best doctor. So obviously if you're like, I feel great after In-N-Out fries, that's a lie. You're lying to yourself. Do you Stop feel great the next morning? Yeah. Stop looking at me. I think, I think it's just like, it, it satisfies you for like a second, but it's not. No, no, you're right. You. And you're I'm right. not, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking, no, I like, know you're not. That was just I an just, example. I, I'm, I'm victimizing myself. Chelsea, do you see my giant McDonald's cup here? I do. Yeah, I do. So. But I, I mean, I will say that I did have to have a quick pick me up because I just came out of my part-time gig because I was just like, I'm going to be too hungry. I need something. So right. I, so I, I did grab in and out before we got here. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. I tried See, my best then... to hide it, but obviously it was going to come out regardless. I am sorry. Oh, I know. She sorry, got rid of the trash before I am coming. sorry, everybody. Okay. It's one of those days. Yes. You it's can have okay. all the eye daggers on I me do now. that kind of thing all the time. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, I ate really bad today. Like I ate ice cream. I ate McDonald's. And so the next day I'm like, okay. Let's course correct a little bit. And so then that will be one of the days where I really focus on having two vegetable sides, less yeah. carbs, smaller meat portions to make sure that my body's getting what it needs mm-hmm. and okay. I'm still balanced. Tomorrow's yeah. a new day. Exactly. You and then start over. Yeah. And then also when uh, you and I used to work on some videos together, one of the things that you mentioned that I think really sticks with me is that if you're going to have a cheat day, make it a cheat meal, not a complete day, because then you're still getting that satisfaction from that meal per se, but you're not completely you know diving headfirst into having everything throughout the day and then feeling like shit tomorrow yeah just look forward to that one meal you're like oh i'm gonna have a pizza for lunch then that's it yeah get back on track for dinner that's it don't make it a whole entire day and just like blow your shit out of the water you know see when Mm -hmm. i blow it out you know it's it ends up being the whole day because i end up eating way less meals yeah (laughs) it's all about balance maybe that's really hard for humans it it really is i guess a good way to maybe wrap this all up is aside from you know what you've gone through what other people gone through like obviously i need to work on my shenanigans with health and all that fun stuff what would be the best advice you would give to somebody who wants to either they may want to try be vegan, but basically be better in terms of health and wellness for their overall being. Or how they want to change their diet. Exactly. Like what would you really recommend? Okay. You have to really want it and it has to be all on your own time. You can't have somebody tell you like, Hey, this is really work for me. You should try this. It's, it has to be all your idea. Otherwise you're not going to stick with it. You have to really want to get fit and get healthy and then stick with it because the first week is going to be miserable, like changing your diet. The second week is probably going to be just as hard. (laughs) But like once you get into the groove and once you start feeling and looking better, you're going to be obsessed with yourself and you're going to get obsessed with like being healthy and eating well. Haven't you gotten obsessed with boxing because you feel and look so great Yeah, and everyone's telling you, (laughs) wow, you've lost weight. You look amazing. Doesn't that feel good? That does feel good. Thank you, Avery, for bringing that up. See, but no, it's very true. What, even though boxing has been the hardest workout I've ever done after sticking to it and going through it, I now I really, really love it. It just went through renovations a couple of weeks ago. And throughout that entire week, I was antsy. Like I had to do a lot more walking. I was just like, I want to get back in. But how good does it feel to have people tell you that stuff? It, it, it does. It does, does feel good. It does boost the ego a little bit. But yeah. at the same time, now I'm finally starting to see the results. Like now when I look in the mirror, I'm like, 
Oh, which okay. is the most fun, <laughs> which is the most fun part is what I've realized is like no. seeing results that you've been working on. You're like, damn, I worked hard and I feel good. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. it, it is. It is. It is a good feeling in a sense. I know I still have work to do, but it's, it does but feel nice. To everything's be a process and yeah, you know, it doesn't exactly. happen overnight. Yeah. And remember that diets don't change your body overnight. So you've got to stick with something long enough. Give it a chance to work. Give it a chance to show you results. Give it a chance for your body to adjust to this change in your diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, remember what we said a couple of weeks ago for hashtag hunt, don't leave before the miracle happens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so just best advice, stick with it. Cause you're going to feel great in the long run and you're your own best doctor. Listen to your body. But if your body is telling you to get fries three times a week, don't do it. Well, thank you so much, Avery. <laughs> it's been you. such a pleasure having you on. Our conversation definitely went a different way than we thought it would, mm-hmm. but I think we still learned even more. And we learned a lot that we can apply to our own work on our health and wellness goals and how we want to adjust our own personal diets. Yeah, we mm. might and we might click make it as hashtag vegan. But at the same time, it's the more general like, idea would have been health and wellness and like what works best for your body and that kind of thing. And so very much appreciate that. Thank well, you thanks so for much. having me. Aw, thank you so much. So happy. All right. So I guess um, hashtag hunt. Yes. Hashtag hunt. So Avery, we are going to do something called hashtag hunt. Basically, Amy has dived through the Twitter, the Instagram, the Tumblr and found hashtag vegan based on our episode and is going to read some of them off to us. And we'll see if there's any enlightening or funny shenanigans from them. And you're feel free to comment or anything that you want regarding okay. that. Love it. I have to say, I did not have to try hard for this hashtag hunt. <laughs> I went on Twitter, and when I did hashtag vegan, it told me there's been 140 tweets in the last hour with hashtag vegan. What? So I'm not going to lie. I only did Twitter because I was like, That's totally if there's fine. that much, I'm like, I don't, I don't need to deep dive on this one. Not unlike nope. some of our other more unique categories yeah exactly here's some of the cross section of what i found under hashtag vegan i'm excited for this if animals had a religion humans would be the devil <laughs> i thought that was Avery's kind of funny <laughs> oh my gosh wait vegans are actually crazy sometimes sometimes <laughs> i think it depends you know on the choices yeah but you know what that's a whole different discussion that we kind of touched on it before but mm-hmm. We're not, we're not here to judge anybody for no, their reasons not. for being vegan. So we're going to just let it go at that. I don't eat plants because I hate eating animals. I eat plants because I hate plants. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be on a t-shirt somewhere. Right? <laughs> I can't understand places that only offer one vegan dish on a menu. What about a starter and a dessert? Mm, I think that's a fair request. Like at least have one option per category that is vegetarian and one option per category that's vegan. Mm -hmm. And more and more places are coming around to that. Especially in LA. Oh yeah. In LA Mm -hmm. it's everywhere. Yeah. No, Avery, when we go out, you always know the places to go regarding a vegan option. So yeah, never a problem. Someone asked, what is it like living on a plant-based diet for one month? So I think it's great. Somebody who's thinking about making that switch, Mm. they're tweeting it out to the universe and asking people to give them their experiences and advice. advice. Yeah. Did you know that a plant-based diet can cut your water footprint in half? Here are eight reasons to eat vegan for World Water Day. 
And I, that has got an article attached to it that I am going to put on our social media. Oh. That ties in really nicely to last week's hashtag zero waste. Nice. And because of the way we mass produce meat products in the world, especially in the United States, mm -hmm. they do use a lot of resources. Yeah. They do cause a lot more greenhouse emissions. Yeah. And that really comes down to not the fact that we eat meat, but the fact that we produce it on such a large scale. I've been friends with a lifelong vegetarian, now vegan. I always mocked her and made the usual ignorant meat eater comments. She respected my choice, and I'm honestly pissed she didn't shake me and force me to stop eating animals. <laughs> That's funny. So we all kind of come uh, around to these things on our own, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. And that's also a good friend for not being like, hey, F off. And exactly. Just like, I, so it's really nice. I way prefer people who are just going to respect that it's your choice. Yeah. And, you know, when I smoked cigarettes before I cut down to just vaping, I didn't mind if somebody said, I just want to say this once, you know, you should really qu quit smoking cigarettes. That's fine. Yeah. I don't want someone to go on a diatribe about it or tell me every time they see me smoking a cigarette. Mm. Like, I'm hard enough on myself for having an unhealthy habit. I don't need it from you too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. True. The food industry doesn't care about health and the health industry doesn't care about food, but both care about profit and our confusion maximizes it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it, so true. Yeah, it really is. Meat less Monday, grilled vegetables. I liked that idea. Meatless Monday. Maybe that just sounds like try. hashtag Meatless Monday. Right? <laughs> Do you I trend that? <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea of maybe we talked about sustainable Saturday last week. Oh, yeah, we did. Maybe pick one day a week to try out not eating meat for that day. Mm -hmm. I love how more and more vegan products are taking over the shelves in supermarkets. There is hope for the future. <laughs> but not all are necessarily healthy. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's that idea. Like Oreos are vegan. Does that mean you should be eating Oreos not, every day? Because of cream. They don't have cream? No milk? No milk. What is it? It's soy. It is? It is. I mean, I'm not saying I eat Oreos. I'm just <laughs> wondering. But that's like the other thing when people like go gluten-free, they're like, I'm gluten-free. Like, why am I not losing weight? Because when you get gluten-free products, there's so many additives to them. Right. You have to be careful they're what you're trying buying. To make it they're trying to make it act like a gluten product. Right. So they're adding like mm. corn or brown rice or like exactly. quinoa. So you're just don't eat any of it. Right. You're just replacing that gluten with another grain and that grain could be just as heavy of a carb as right. the gluten is. Yeah. yeah. Hi there. I'm new to Twitter. So I should probably start by saying something about myself. I'm starting the vegan lifestyle. I've been a vegetarian since I was about 13, 14 years old and have now decided to be vegan. It is hard, but with all the research I'm getting there. Nice. That's nice. Good. That's I like awesome. that because this is somebody who's taking it, not just making the choice to be vegan, but is aware that anytime you change your diet, you need to research so you know that your body is getting what it needs. Mm -hmm. Yep. One of the gifts I received for my birthday, and it's a picture of a coffee mug that says, I'm vegan, which means I love all living things. Except you, you're an arse. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And our final hashtag for today. Mm -hmm. You cannot be an environmentalist if you're not vegan. Animal agriculture is the leading cause of climate change. Stop consuming meat and dairy. Go vegan. Global climate strike. 
that kind of ties back into that hashtag zero waste. The yeah. way that we produce animal products is really what drives up those factors. Well, that's everything for hashtag hunt this week. Now it's time for challenges. Yes, it is. So every week we have a new challenge, sometimes around our life goals, uh, sometimes from our guests. This week, Kimmy challenged both of us to use our reusable straws. Yes, she gave them to us as gifts. Yeah, and she had us take a picture and send it to her. And uh, because we were so hungry after podcasting for several yeah. hours, <laughs> Chelsea and I both went to drive throughs immediately and both sent pictures <laughs> of us using our reusable straws. Oh, That's yes. amazing. It happened Definitely. within an hour of us exactly. leaving the studio. I was wondering why you had that metal straw in there. That is exactly yeah. why. I have a silicone ones in my purse that I could show you later. I love it. <laughs> and I also used it when I went through in and out. Tonight. <laughs> oh, good. You did it tonight, too. I did it tonight, See? yeah. So we both met our challenge. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. So what are we going to do this week? Avery, can yes. you think of something that you could challenge us to do? Absolutely. Okay, how about both of you cut out, do you guys eat a lot of dairy? I have... Mm, yes. I have milk in the morning, yes. How, okay, both of you cut, cut out gluten for the week. Gluten, yeah, okay, gluten, yeah. That's like bread, pasta, pizza. Okay, all right. Okay, that'll that'll be interesting since I do have a carb in the morning, but I guess I'll have to figure toast? that out. It's toast or English muffins or bagel, just cut yeah. it out for the week, just for the week, just see how you feel. All right, I'll, I'll replace that with like vegetables. I've got I got carrots, I've got grapes, I've got. I got some stuff. Okay. The good news is, is that we're recording again in four days. So it's a short week. <laughs> no, 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 I will, I will, I will live up Just to it. Just till next Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. I've got a whole bunch of fresh fruits and vegetables in my fridge. So I think I can live without the rest of my bread or making more pasta this week. Yeah. I can figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And I've been meaning to maybe try to cut down. So I'm not having as much gluten as well. You know, what's great is cauliflower rice. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that, but it is fine. It works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like cauliflower. We just had cauliflower. But you guys are like you guys are like normal people that go gluten free. You can have like quinoa. That's mm-hmm. gluten free. Okay. All right. Well, we'll uh, we will figure you it out. You guys are really nervous. <laughs> no, I am. Uh, I'm mostly nervous about cutting out the pasta because when I did all of my grocery shopping over the weekend, I have a mental plan of what I'm cooking for the week. Yeah, there's gluten free pasta. I know there is, but that means I need to go shopping again. Um, that's what. That's the only reason I'm nervous about it. But if that's the only thing holding me back. I could just stop tomorrow and grab some gluten-free pasta because I'm actually almost out of all of the meat in my freezer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like planned, I do, like tried to plan my meals or, you know, without planning the protein as the star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. I can do the, I can pick up some gluten-free pasta. Okay. I can yeah. spend two bucks. Yeah. yeah. I have some things I can throw about. So this actually will save money from going to the grocery store if I don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let me know I'm, how it goes. I'm already pl- I'm planning in my head. We'll t- we'll take pictures. We'll okay. take pictures. We'll take pictures and we'll post them to Life Goals Pod in our social media. Yes, that is true. We do have for those that don't know, we have uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Life Goals Pod, capital P O D. I know it's irrelevant, but I like saying it. We will post our progress regarding that when we get to it. Love it. Speaking of which, where can people find you, Avery? Yes. I am on Twitter, I am on Instagram, and it's just at Avery Schlereth, A-V-E-R-Y-S-C-H-L-E-R-E-T-H. Nice. You have a YouTube channel, right? 
Oh, I do have a YouTube channel. Just Avery Schlereth. Same thing. It's all the same. No underscores, no numbers. Just at Avery Schlereth. Also, you technically now work at a fitness company now, correct? I do. It's called Sweet Sweat. Yes. So, so uh, can you can follow you Sweet Sweat too. I'll be on there. <laughs> that just You're makes me think lot. about like licking sweat. Well, thank you again, Avery, for coming on. Really appreciate it. And it's very nice to have one of my good friends come onto the show. Because, I mean, aside from Tim, who is a friend and a lecture teacher of mine, it was nice to have a friend that come on because a lot of them have been your guests. But, yeah. you know, it's just kind of the way it's shaken out. But, yep. you know, every month's going to be a different mix of people because we're mm-hmm. covering different topics. Oh, yeah. It, I'm, I'm excited for some of the upcoming topics like later later on like oh yeah so when we start to get into like the hobbies section oh yep so we have lots of really exciting content coming you guys Mm -hmm. but for hashtag vegan that's it for today i'm amy covell and i'm chelsea wingo and this has been hashtag Hashtag life goals Goals. thanks for listening everybody Bye bye